Welcome to Never Stop Building, where we discuss all things business, growth, and leveling up to become the most elite version of yourself. We're here to challenge fear and shatter doubt. Let's dive in. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Stop Building. I am your host, Sam Kaufman, and I am super grateful to be here with you today. Uh, I would like to start this episode by telling you that I hope that you are doing well. I hope that as we roll into Q2, um, it's first week of April as I'm recording this, I hope that you are doing okay. I know a lot of people uh, in Q1, especially in, in home services and you know home service, business services, and um, Q1 can be tough. Coming out of Q4, which is usually slow and um, cash flow headaches, and you're not alone. You know, I still own a home service remodeling company on top of all the other stuff, and so I get it. I get it. We're still learning and fine tuning and improving ourselves. Uh, but I just wanted to say, I hope you're okay. And I hope that you're coming into Q2 uh, into a healthier sales cycle, into some healthier profitability. I hope that your business is doing. Um, I hope your business is doing well. I hope your Q1 initiatives were hit, and for the ones that weren't, um, I hope that there's good reason for that too. Uh, and I hope that everything else in your life is going well. So, welcome back. Um, it's been a while since I recorded an episode right before launch day. So for a little while there, I was I was kind of batch recording um, on topics in a certain way. And to be quite frank with you, I don't think the delivery on the topic was subpar in any way. But it it sort of took um, it sort of took some of the emotional connection I have to the podcast out a little bit where I really like to use this as an outlet to, to, to legitimately just have a conversation with you about um, what I've been working on, where I'm at, how it can help you. Um, and so you're going to see a little bit of a, um, you're going to see a little bit of a change coming up with the new content strategy and the new method of recording um, because what I really want to make sure happens with this podcast above any other piece of content that I have, and though they're all important for all audiences and all value adds, I really want to make sure um, this particular is the most personable and personal thing that I deliver uh, because I happen to love this a lot. I really like um, being able to share my thoughts and my life with you guys. And I really appreciate the DMs I get where you share your life with me and ask me questions and reach out for further information. And um, it's kind of why I do all of this, the content and the coaching and the consulting and the speaking and the writing and the uh, all that stuff equates to how I can figure out how to serve more people in a better way. So don't ever hesitate to reach out and say hello or ask a question. Um, that is quite literally what I am here for. So look, uh, as we come into Q2, I've had a, um, wonderful experience over the past couple of weeks, reprioritizing, organizing, and executing on my calendar. And what I wanted to encourage you guys to do today was take a look at what it is that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And here's what happens. 
a lot of us, me included, right? We set things up um, months ago that work for the season of life that we're in months ago. This isn't just time management, but we set up calendars. We set up kids schedules. We set up diet plans. We set up exercise routines. We set up um, cadences on relationships and faith and our date nights. And we set up a lot of recurring cadences and events and things based on the season of life we're in at that time to serve the people and ourselves at that time. What happens though is life is very, very cyclical and very seasonal and things change and shift and alter. And I really, really am of the firm belief that things change and shift and alter on a 60 to 90 day spectrum, barring any major emergencies um, or like, like major unexpected changes and challenges, right? So you remove those from the conversation we're having. The conversation that we're having is I believe that life is very seasonal and right around the 60 day point, it's very healthy to start looking at planning out for the following 90 days after the 90 day point. Um, and so I found success with this in my own life. And one of the things I have failed at in this arena previously has been not proactively adjusting for the season that is to come. It's, it's, so like, here's the progression of how this works, right? So like you, you figure out, or I figured out that 60 to 90 days was the cycle by driving myself absolutely crazy every 90 days ish and fighting this process and wondering why, why I would fix things. I would make changes and I would make alterations and I would fix things and things would get better. But then it, it just, it constantly felt like it was an uphill battle. Like it wouldn't stay better. And this wasn't, because I wasn't growing or improving 1% and I wasn't doing X, Y, and Z. It just like, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And then I sort of just had a surrender moment of acceptance where the truth is that life is just going to change roughly every three months, especially if you are married and have children and you have a business with employees that have children and families um, and school seasons and sports and, this all affects everything that we do. And, and we're so, I'm so incredibly good at hyper compartmentalizing the areas of my life. It's how I sort of like, it's, it's, it's a superpower in one sense and it's a massive liability in another because on the superpower sense, my, my ability to massively compartmentalize is um, really around like, I can set some pretty awesome and I can hit some pretty awesome goals in each area of my life. Um, what happens though, is that the goal, sometimes the work required to get to goal in compartment A, so let's say it's a fitness goal. The work that I'm doing to get to the fitness goal is in direct contradiction with the energy I need to hit some of my family goals. The hyper-compartmentalization fails me if I'm not intentionally trying to harmonize the areas of my life with one another. And this is really challenging. And this is why the, like, the proactivity of season planning is so important. Because it's so easy to end up, I'm not going to say burnt out. I think, I think a lot of us have probably experienced burnout once or twice, but I think we, I think I think fatigue is a better, right? Fatigue comes before the burnout. Burnout is is serious. 
dangerous. Um, but fatigue happens much sooner than that. And and being tired um, or having a full life is not a bad thing. But being too fatigued to show up for 30, 40, 60% of your life because you're so hyper-focused on 20 or 40. And you know what? Let me backtrack. I, you do whatever you need to do. For me, being too fatigued to show up for 50, 60% of my life because I'm so hyper-focused on 10, 20, 30, 40% of my life is not harmonious. And I've done that for so many years in the past. And, and you know, I, you know, it's what was necessary, I think, to grow my business in the beginning. And it was what was necessary um, to take off with coaching for a season. And, and there's nothing wrong with having seasons of hyper-focused behavior and hyper-intentional behavior and even hyper-compartmentalized behavior. I think that's almost a necessity to accomplish anything great. Not to accomplish anything, period, but to accomplish anything great, especially in an expedited manner, um, you will have to hyper-focus and hyper-compartmentalize. But you also have to realize and accept that this causes stress and tension in the areas that you are not giving energy, effort, and intentionality. And for a lot of years, I sort of had this, like, I couldn't figure it out. Like, doesn't my wife see what I'm doing? Don't my kids understand? I know it's, it's silly because they don't. It's not their job to. It's not my wife's job um, to support me blindly indefinitely while I chase after my own dream. There has to be seasons. There has to be seasons. She deserves attention and effort and engagement and respect and my kids and my friendships and myself. And so that's not to say that what happens is we come in in a season and we're all family and then we leave and we're all business because that's not sustainable either. That's just a roller coaster ride. I tried that too. And so I'd get the business like better, right? So, so the cycle is like focus only on the business. The family is miserable. Take all focus off the business. Focus on the family. Family's better. Business is suffering. Take all focus back over to the business. And it was this horrific like years-long back and forth cycle of never feeling like I could win anywhere. But knowing deep down that anywhere I focused my attention seemed to win. Because I'm a winner. I am a winner, deep down. And you probably are too. My, I think most of my audience is a group of winners. Or you wouldn't listen. This would turn you off. And you probably wouldn't come back. So I'd go back and forth and back and forth. And I just couldn't quite figure out what was going on or how to sustain this for any length of time. And it can be extraordinarily disheartening and upsetting when you are trying to provide for so many people, and if you're a man and a father, a leader, a business owner, and you've got, I mean, we've got almost 25 employees. I've got my wife and my kids. I've got almost 15 coaching clients and the team. And, and I love that. I love that. The man I've always wanted to be. The man I always knew that I was and could be. But there is a lot of responsibility and pressure in provision. There is. 
And so the question, right, the conundrum, the puzzle, how do I provide all of the time for everybody? So if I'm so if it's okay to hyper focus and compartmentalize in seasons, how do I provide better for everybody? Well, um, to be quite honest with you, what I learned was if I can go 80% in every area every day and keep showing up, that compounds. And so the compounding result of showing up down. So, so let me let me break it down. Let's say I go a hundred percent in the business, causing me only to be able to go fifty percent with my family. I'll get a lot done in the business, but I will have a lot to fix with my family. So when I finally divert back over to my family, they need one hundred percent, meaning my business only gets fifty percent at best. As I'm fixing the 50% in my family and I'm raising that bar back up, the bar over at the business is dropping. It's not holding itself together, okay? That's where the constant back and forth goes. So let's now picture that I'm going 75% in both. Now let's put that over a year's time, three years time, eight years time. The compounding effect of just showing up every day for all of it, fitness and health, business, family, faith, the compounding effect of showing up consistently over a long period of time cannot be disputed. It cannot be disputed. It works. The blocks build one on top of the other, on top of the other, on top of the other. So instead of six-month seasons, and maybe that's a good way to break this down for y'all. Maybe that maybe that's what I'm trying to articulate here. Instead of the seasons of hyper-focused compartmentalization being six months or a year or two years, like they were in the beginning. And in the beginning, I didn't know shit. And so like delivering for my business was a constant, needed all of my attention because I didn't know any better. But maybe now the season is like two weeks. My, my business or my coaching clients or I have speaking, you know, WinCon is next week. And I hope that you're all coming to WinCon 2023 in Greenville. It is a free event. I'm speaking. Mike Claudio is speaking. Clifton Muckenfoos is speaking. A few other people are speaking. It's going to be awesome. Our whole win rate team, Nate and Kenny and Sean, Dustin's emceeing. It's going to be awesome. That week... I can't take any client calls. I can't take any CEO meetings because I have an event. That week, the event will get my hyper-focused compartmentalized attention. That's what's going to happen. That's the season is that week. Now, this week prior and the week after, my coaching clients will get a lot of my attention. There will be a hyper-focus on because I can't take any coaching calls during the days of travel for the event. I have so much set up at the home service company. I've got leaders in charge at that company. I don't have a whole ton to make up for there, really, if anything. They're very good at what they do over there. But my coaching clients all need moved around. So in an effort to, in order to hyper-focus next week on this big event that we're throwing, 
I have to hyper-focus this week on coaching call clients, and I have to hyper-focus the following week um, on some other personal matters that are getting pushed to the side this week while I hyper-focus on coaching clients. But here's this is what I – by seasonality, one week is this, the following week is that, the week after is something else. It's not a six-month stretch of don't bother me, I'm at work, or don't bother me, I'm with my family. It's a very intentional, pre-planned, premeditated um, scheduling. It's intentional. It's on purpose. I'm looking ahead, knowing what's coming, communicating what's coming to the people that I love, care about, and am responsible to and for, and then preparing to deliver on the thing that needs my attention on the day, hour, week that it needs my attention. And again, the season is as long as you need it to be or as short as you need it to be. But the thing, it's it's your job not to overstretch it and become irresponsible with it. And, you know, I used to get scared. I used to just get scared. I used to get scared that anytime I took my hands off something, it would fall apart like I was some all-powerful being. And, man, the truth is that God provides all of this anyway. And so my hands on things in my experience, if it has proven anything to me, it is the things that I am willing to let go of grow the most. The things I am willing to let go of grow the most. Talking about seasons in my business, once it's to that point, I've done what needed to be done. I need to let go. Let my staff do their jobs. Let my leaders lead their people. Let the company be a company. I don't need to keep my hands to control the outcome if I'm showing up as the best version of myself every single day. And so what does that mean for you? It means that maybe there's something in your life that it's time to let go of. Maybe there is, uh, maybe you've held on to something for too long and there's other areas of your life that are screaming your attention, your effort, your intentionality, your focus, your love. Maybe it's time to shift gently and let go of something to serve an area that really needs you. And it's hard. There's nothing easy about any of this. It's why it's why most people can't can't seem to quote unquote figure it out when the solution is really quite simple. Have faith that when you release it, it will be okay. Believe that there's a power greater than you at work. Protecting and nurturing the things that you care about, as long as they're good. As long as they're good. If you're doing some dumb bad shit, it deserves to get ripped away and destroyed. But if it's good, truly good it's not going anywhere you know i think that was like huge for me was i realized that like as long as we're doing good not like we're doing good sales i mean doing good works um there's no chance there's no chance that it's going to be destroyed as long as we're doing good works, as long as we're serving people. And so what area of your life is underserved because you're not paying attention to it? 
And how can you harmonize the pillars in your life? We all have similar, not all the same, but similar. We all have family. Most of us at least have family, career, self, health and fitness. And to be quite honest, like just be if you don't have a job, just because you don't have a job doesn't mean you don't have a career pillar. It just means that pillar needs a lot of work. Just because you don't eat well or work out doesn't mean you don't have a health and fitness pillar. It just means it needs a lot of work. Just because you don't believe in anything doesn't mean you don't have a faith pillar. It just means it needs a lot of work. We all have very similar pillars, buckets, compartments. and call them whatever you want. I like pillars because I believe, um, you know, pillars hold up heavy structures. I believe the pillars of my life hold up my being. They are me. They encompass the foundation of who I am. You know, I um, I still screw this up, right? We still, sometimes I still uh, misjudge the level at which I am doing things or focused on things or distracted by things. And I recently finished writing my book, Never Stop Building. It is done. We are like two weeks away from launch. I will let y'all know. I will keep you posted. I'm incredibly excited. It's called Never Stop Building. My journey from rock bottom to rock solid, and I talk about overcoming drug addiction, alcohol abuse, mental health issues. I talk about starting my business, almost losing my business. I talk about meeting my wife, almost losing my wife before she was my wife. I talk about my children and adopting them. I talk about a lot. I talk about a lot. But the purpose of the book was to an attempt to harmonize all of the collective events, not all, but to harmonize some of the bigger events and pillars of my life into the lessons that I have learned and how they have shaped me up to this point. I'm really on this like harmonizing kick of trying to trying to make sure that the things in my life are aligned with one another. Because misalignment, disunity, it's so subtle sometimes. You don't catch it when you're getting out of alignment with your wife. You just look up one day and say, why, why are we fighting so much about dumb shit? You don't really catch it when you fall out of alignment with, um, with yourself all the time. You just wonder why you feel so overwhelmed, so behind, so stressed out. Somebody the other day said, um, I heard him say, you cannot be stressed and grateful simultaneously and man that is so true you can't be stressed and grateful simultaneously because if you're truly grateful for everything you have right now right this second there's no chance you can be worried about anything to come and that's what stress is worry about what's to come sometimes good sometimes bad and so if I take away anything from this episode of Never Stop Building, my hope is that you take away one, you're in control of where you focus your energy and your attention. You are in control of that. If there are areas of your life that are underserved, 
and need you. I need you to accept that that's because you have been irresponsible in those areas. You have been neglectful. And, and maybe it's because you're scared. Maybe it's because you're uneducated in that. Maybe it, it doesn't, the, the reasons are not as important as the first, the first moment grasping the acceptance that it is your responsibility to fix this. It's yours, which is a good thing. That is a gift. It being 100% your responsibility to fix whatever might be underserved or needing you in your life or where you have been failing means you have all the power. Every moment that you try to make it someone else's responsibility to fix some shit, you are removing your own power. Stop it. Keep your power. Keep it. You want it. Stop giving it to other people. Don't choose to be a victim. True victims wish probably nothing other than wishing they weren't victimized. Stop choosing to be a victim. And the second thing I hope that you take away after accepting that you are fully responsible is that harmony is possible. You are not required to suffer for success. I don't care how contradictory that is. And I will I will openly tell you I am still struggling with that fact myself. You do not have to suffer to be successful. You do not have to go 150% and break your family and then fix it. You do not have to go and build the world's biggest business because that's what's on Instagram. And you don't have to do anything. If you are willing to commit to something that you care about with consistency and discipline and patience over a long period of time, you are guaranteed to win. But you don't have to suffer for it. You can win big and enjoy your life and enjoy your family and enjoy the business that you created. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next week.